Welcome to another episode of the Religion Law Podcast, where you learn about religious freedom and other religion law-related topics through a short question-and-answer format. I'm your host, Michael Fielding. Let's see how you do on today's quiz. Welcome to Religion Law Quiz number 42, numero 42. Now, we've been talking in the last... A few religion law quizzes about prayer in public settings, uh, specifically when you are opening a legislative session. And actually, today's quiz 42 and then also 43 and 44 are going to deal with issues or principles related to that. Hopefully you find it helpful. Uh, So let's uh, dive into today's question now. Uh, as we've learned in a prior quiz, we've learned that Congress and state legislatures can open their sessions with prayer. So the question is, for people that are asked to offer a prayer, can they use words that are unique or particular to their belief as part of the prayer? It's a good question. And, and to bring this uh, a little bit more home to you, let's assume that you are in your particular town and, and you are asked to give the opening prayer at your local city council meeting, uh, the question is, could you use words that are unique or particular to your belief as part of your prayer? What do you think? Well, the answer is yes. And I'm going to read to you a blurb from the Supreme Court, but I want, before I read it, I just want to highlight a particular point as you're listening to it. And you'll see that in this opinion, uh, the Supreme Court uh, later emphasizes that it would not be proper if over time the prayer becomes a means of proselytizing or attempting to advance one group over another However, if the prayer is solemn and respectful and seeks to bring the lawmakers together, that would be proper. So here's the quote. It's a couple paragraphs from the Supreme Court's 2014 decision in Town of Greece versus Galloway. And I'll have the citations in the show notes. Here's what the Supreme Court said in rejecting the suggestion that legislative prayer must be nonsectarian. The court does not imply that no constraints remain on its content. The relevant constraint derives from its place at the opening of legislative sessions where it is meant to lend gravity to the occasion and reflect values long part of the nation's heritage. Prayer that is solemn and respectful in tone that invites lawmakers to reflect upon shared ideals and common ends before they embark on the uh, fractious business of governing serves that legitimate function. If the course and practice over time shows that the invocations denigrate nonbelievers or religious minorities, threaten damnation or preach conversion, many present may consider the prayer to fall short of the desire to elevate the purpose of the occasion and to unite lawmakers in their common effort. That circumstance would present a different case than the one presently before the court. The tradition reflected in the Marsh decision permits chaplains to ask their own God for blessings of peace, justice, and freedom that find appreciation among people of all faiths. That a prayer is given in the name of Jesus, Allah, or Jehovah, or that it makes passing reference to religious doctrines does not remove it from that tradition. These religious themes provide particular means to universal ends. 
Prayer that reflects beliefs specific to only some creeds can still serve to solemnize the occasion so long as the practice over time is not exploited to proselytize or advance anyone or to disparage any other faith or belief, close quote. So that's the quote. And so then the question is, what is the practical takeaway from today's quiz? Well, I think it's pretty obvious here from the court, and that is if you are called to give a public prayer, uh, such as at the beginning of like a city council meeting, uh, it is completely appropriate for you to use words that are unique to your faith. And that would include how you begin your prayer, how you end your prayer, and maybe even some phrases that you say during the prayer. Uh, but where there would be a problem is if the prayer is, uh, especially over time, the prayer becomes a means to denigrate other groups, denigrate particular uh, religious minorities, uh, like the Supreme Court said, threaten damnation, uh, proselytize, that sort of thing. Uh, you can see where that would begin to be problematic. But if the point of the prayer is a genuine supposition to God, asking that uh, perhaps the spirit of peace, the spirit of conciliation, uh, of, of compromise would be with the lawmakers there that day, uh, that would be completely fine, according to the Supreme Court, because it's focusing on the solemn purpose of trying to bring lawmakers together, uh, frankly, to get the, get the job done, the work done that they need to do uh, in an appropriate manner. So it's important, I think, to keep these principles in mind. I realize that uh, most of us probably won't be asked to give a prayer at the beginning of uh, a legislative session. But uh, for those of you that are asked to do so, it's good to have these principles in mind. And again, this idea of let's try to, uh, I, I like the idea of fostering reconciliation, fostering compromise, fostering this idea of let's, let's find a way to respectfully get things done. All right, well, that does it for today's quiz. Hopefully you have found this helpful. I will uh, be ready and willing to and able to go on the next Religion Law Quiz. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember, Religion Law Quizzes are for educational purposes only and are not intended to be relied upon as legal advice. If you have found this episode to be helpful, please share it and leave a review. Until we meet again, keep being an influence for good.